Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Welcome to the Matchball Thursday. Dan Michael and Moscow with you, taking you through the 1991-1992 season, game by game, in real time, 30 years on. And what an absolute whopper today at Ellen Road. Christmas in the rearview mirror now, and it's all about the football going into 1992, isn't it? And our clash with these bastards. When you said about it's a whopper, I thought you were talking about Mark Hughes, <laughs> who still is. Now, look at I mean crowd today, 32,500, 3-2-6-3-8 inside Ellen Road for game of the season. Was it game of the season? There was a lot of hype in the run-up to this. Did you get in Moscow or were you arrested outside? You said you were going to be throw, throwing bricks. Did you, did you manage to hit anyone? They'll never catch me. <laughs> <laughs> the YP, they ran a massive pullout for these games. It went out just before About a month Christmas. ago. Yeah. <laughs> We still had two games in between times, didn't we? The War of the Roses, interviews, previews, history, things like that. Hype, 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 hype. It did feel a bit premature, the old War of the Roses thing, doing the, the big title build-up at a point when we still had games to draw and therefore not be as involved in the title race, but never mind. Did you um, actually make it on time? Because the kickoff time changed so many times in the run-up to this that I didn't even know when I was supposed to turn up. I was, uh, I was checking on teletext. Mm. So I've got one of the Fairly modern telly, so I can get that. It's pretty good. Well, so. it, it kicked off at four because ITV wanted to show it. I'm sure it was like five past four and at half past three and at loads of different times, wasn't it, over the over the course of them changing this in the first place. But um, yeah, I was there. I was at the game, so didn't bother me. Didn't bother me what time it was on telly. Got to there and experienced the joyful atmosphere. It mm-hmm. was a good atmosphere. It was um, noisy. I wouldn't say it was the best um, quality of football match you'll ever see but um it was intense yeah i was got to think that's the thing from it it was it was intense and it was tense and it was kind of awful well wilco had spoken in the build-up to this hadn't he about needing to get boxing day out of our systems and it did feel like because we'd sort of fallen behind by a couple of points with the games in hand like was it a must win was the question we asked didn't we around the southampton game and um it it sort of felt like it there was tension and excitement all built in with some christmas i was gonna say christmas cheer but more like christmas beer was fueling this one. Well, the lineups anyway, Elm Road. Uh, John Lukic, Mel Sterling, Tony Dorigo, David Batty, Fairclough back in at centre half alongside Chris White, Strachan back in midfield, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister, Speed. What you would argue 
is our strongest 11 with Steve Hodge and John McClelland on the bench for this one. Two-Face, Peter Schmeichel, Paul Parker, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, Clayton Blackmore, Andre Kanchelskis, Neil Webb, Paul Ince, Ryan Giggs, Brian McClare, and Mark Hughes with Mal Donaghy and Lee Sharp on the bench. Pricks. <laughs> the every last one of them. Even the ones that are out. Apart, well, are we, are we calling Dennis Owen a prick? I know he did play for us. But well, he, was, he was out with a, with a hamstring injury, wasn't he? Turn court, isn't he? And uh, Brian Robson also out mm. for them. So we, I guess it on paper it gave us a bit more of a chance. But I, I think it went from must win to kind of glad to draw by the end of it. Mm. It was a, a little unfair in the end because I think we were a lot better than they were. Certainly in terms of time spent bothering the goalkeepers. They had some good chances, but we were much more the threatening team, I thought. Yeah, I mean, they're going to come out of this happier with the point, aren't they? Because it just maintains the gap and they've still got those two games to play. So Yeah, they look defensive. I mean, that front two, everybody bangs on about Mark Hughes, but he's whinging poodle, isn't he? And Brian McClare's <laughs> useless. It was the, the, the point that really summed them up as a team and a club and a historical entity was when Mark Hughes was lying on the halfway line crying because Chris White had just passed by him. And then... Brian McClare, then I think he got tackled by Batty. And then he just lay face down on the grass, crying for ages. And he got their two main strikers just lying face down when they're not injured at all. They're just a horrible club. But that their forwards are better at lying down and pretending to be hurt than they are actually scoring goals. Whereas our strikers who didn't score in this game are much better. Lee, Chap- Lee Chapman, you know, dragged his face across a a running track at Tottenham and walked away. Mark Usedly, he was mortally wounded. Not mortally, <laughs> but seriously wounded. But, you know. Mark Hughes was also first in the referee's face when uh, Dorigo puts in what, what was, to my mind, a fair challenge on Giggs. It's a great challenge. Uh, which kind of nudged the ball back to Lukic, didn't it? As, it, as Giggs was, would have been running through on goal and Hughes was in the referee's face straight after that as well. I know everybody, there's a lot of hype about Giggs, but there was a lot of hype about Lee Sharp before him and he didn't look that good. There was that one, he did some good skill to get away from David Batty at one point. But then I think it's Gary McAllister just chases after him mm. and just takes the ball off his toe and gives it to Batty anyway. And it's like, well, if that's the, the best your wonder kid can do. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting matchup seeing him against Strachan, wasn't it, on the uh, over on their left wing? There's some really the... interesting battles all over the pitch, actually, and that being one of them. Look at the age difference there. Yeah, it's um, and on, on the other wing, the, uh, the the communist as well, Andrei Kachelskis, mm. another one. Another one's managed to squeeze into the, the first division. And he did have, he had a, a shot, didn't he, that sort of bounced in front of Lukic, but that was probably their best chance, really, wasn't it? And there was the one where Giggs was running through, but Dorigo, let's say he cleanly took him out because <laughs> he did get his toe on the ball first, as you said, and but then um, managed to quite take his legs in quite a satisfying way as well. I appreciated all of that. Did you fear the worst when they went one in front just after half time? Fucking Neil Webb. <laughs> <laughs> He's never hit a shot as well as this. Awful goal. And this this goal should have been ruled out as well because to describe what happened, it's a, a scum corner straight after half time that just kind of um it's an outswinger and there's a challenge on the edge of the box. But it's really, a southeast yeah. corner it comes from, isn't it? The yellow seats. Yeah, nobody really gets a touch on it and it just bounces to Webb. And I know he said it was a good hit, but it bounces in in a horrible way. It's just like a shit volley. And the only reason Lukic 
doesn't save complete it. Complete lack of credit. The only reason Lukic doesn't save it is because Mark Hughes is standing offside, blocking his view. So it should have been ruled out. I thought it was Giggs that was that. offside. Well, it was. I mean, they're all the fucking some curly haired dickhead. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and Chris White was fouled. I reckon. Yeah, as it, as it came in, he, Chris White's trying to win the initial header, isn't he? And it, I mean, because the other thing, the corner's not put towards Webb, is it? I don't think. No, I don't think he's aiming for Webb. No. It's it's. Some, he, Why would he give the ball fouled? to Neil Webb? He's fucking shit. Well, it's exactly. A, it's a hopeful punt at best. <laughs> yeah. And he, he probably tried to cross it. Are we going to say that? I think Webb's trying to put it back into the box, probably. <laughs> Got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, well, just returning to that battle that you were talking about there of the old fella trying to chase down the uh, the young Welsh punk. Strachan, you see him when he pulled up, when mm, he was trying to chase it, down, you think, oh, God. A collective drawing of breath with that because he's yeah. just running after him it doesn't look like much has happened but it's almost like a nerve in his back has sent like a suddenly a, jammed in position he just uh, sent like a lightning bolt up his spine and he's just got ah, I can't move anymore but he did seem to recover thankfully yeah, he started hop, hopping around on one leg as if his body was broken the static nerve does go down your leg doesn't it yeah. so it's but then two minutes room. later he's running through the middle in an uh, attack trying to get the ball uh, a pass from Gary McAllister looking as young as he's ever looked. So, what a, a strange body Gordon Strachan <laughs> has. And Webb tries to repeat his fluke not long after that, doesn't he? Um, Hughes... This is more like it from Webb. <laughs> well, this is what you expect, isn't it? Hughes uh, crosses it to him and he, he connects on the half volley again and this time... Probably, you don't quite see where it ends up from the TV footage, but I'm, I'm going to say it's probably somewhere near the chippy. Beaston Hill. Yeah, somewhere at Beeston Hill. A, a little bit of a let-off, though. And Kanchelskis, troublesome. He's he's quick. Very jinky, isn't he? Yeah. But I trust Tony Dorigo at left-back, because he's brilliant. But a couple, maybe, of, a couple of late blocks on these from Kanchelskis. He may be... Um, I mean, Kanchelskis did have these chances and did look quite dangerous. It's probably an argument for Mickey Whitlow having uh, been <laughs> useful in this game. Checking the Y report, Dorigo did get 6 out of 10, faced tricky opponent. And I think... Um, if you'd had Whitlow there, it would have been nine out of ten uh, destroyed, tricky opponent. So, never mind. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So, naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
to our eternal credit, the game does swing back the other way because we start having some chances. And our own tricky jinky winger with his knackered back and, and sciatic nerve that's probably trapped um, manages to get a good cross in from deep. And uh, Chapman with a flick on. Wallace at the far post. Just doesn't come down to him yeah. in time. When he, when the, he wins the header, you think he's just going to tap it in, but it just seems to take forever to actually reach him. And by the time he's there, there's defender there to block. And it's kind of our first sniff we've had at this point as well they've, it's, well we've not played we've played fairly well but we've not mm. really managed to create anything we dominated really didn't we because Scum were never in our box in the first half but we were always in their half I think that's the thing but we couldn't really make any chances but then just it goes to show what happens when we do make a chance and score a goal a fucking corrupt football league <laughs> rules it out for no absolutely no reason <laughs> whatsoever oh we've scored a goal well you can't have a goal you can have a free kick that's not good enough Bob, no. Bob Nixon the referee from yeah. a from a long from a family of liars R- yeah Richard Nixon's fucking more corrupt brother <laughs> <laughs> so this is 65 minutes in this uh, the goal is disallowed yeah Bats crosses from the the edge of the box and he's caught very late isn't he there's no two ways about that it's an absolute scandalous assault that should have been a red card but we didn't want a free kick for it because we can play the advantage where Chris White flicks it on and then it's Chapman who pops it in at the, uh, at the far post but of course Nixon Ellen Roadgate pulls it back doesn't he the twat already blown apparently although I didn't hear a whistle and also we're Ma- talking... Mark Hughes probably told him he'd already blown <laughs> we're talking the like about two seconds it takes for that ball to go into the net. And any sensible referee with respect for the rules of the game who didn't have, you know, a car boot full of Manchester <laughs> cash would have said, oh, that's a bad tackle on Batty, but the ball's going going into the six-yard box and they've got really good strikers, so I'd better wait and see what happens before I give them a fucking useless free kick on the edge of the penalty area. Although, it was a miracle what happened with 10 minutes to go because we got a penalty, didn't we? Was it he a penalty? No, he had no choice but to give this. You think? Yeah, it's... Shotgun to his head. <laughs> yeah, it's very clumsy, is this, isn't it? From uh, Pallister, who, who was still named Man of the Match by ITV. Even after, <laughs> Another absolute scandal. <laughs> even after this bit of oafish defending. Yeah, Gary McAllister kind of is on the right-hand side of the box, knocks it past him and Pallister just blunders straight into him with the ball nowhere near. Uh, yeah, and it's not... Strachan who takes this penalty maybe he's just feeling that little tweak or did he just feel the pressure what was it that made him hand the ball to Mel Sterling I think it would have been his back wouldn't it I mean it's, it's a bit of a if you're not feeling right then taking that kind of pressure penalty give it to uh, Mel who um, I think also panicked <laughs> I'm not sure he necessarily wanted this one you'd expect him just to put his foot through it in traditional Sterling style but he doesn't does he he varies it up it's a good penalty, though. It's a very good penalty. Well, yeah. it feels high stakes, though, with 10 minutes to go. Christ, the tension in the ground. Schmeichel goes right, he goes uh, he goes left, and it's uh, pretty much into the side net, and it's a very nice passed penalty. I mean, they reckon that goal is good, because they have got the, they've conceded the fewest goals in the um, in the league so far, but I can only assume that it's Pallister, the man of the match, who gives away penalties. So he's rubbish as well. The referee so just disallowing him. That's, what, that's what's happened. Yeah, I guess so, because... He doesn't have a prayer of saving this from Sterling. It's a really good penalty, and you can see there's a certain amount of. Uh, it's not one of Mel's cocky celebrations. He's not running off into the corner flag and doing laps of it and waving at everybody and pointing. <laughs> it's just like a thank fuck I scored that. Well, it is a big improvement on on Southampton, but you can't escape the fact that after four wins on the bounce heading into Christmas, we've now got four draws 
on the spin um, with that one. Spurs, Forest, Southampton, Man United completing the set there. We have stopped them winning, at least, because they've won five in a row prior to this. So maybe we've, we might kill their momentum a bit. It does show that we're, we're closer to, I think this is closer to how we actually are than whatever went on against, uh, well, it was only really the, the last 15 minutes against Southampton that spoiled things. And um, Wilkinson uh, definitely observed the closeness between the two t- teams and said uh, it was vital that we didn't lose because we deserved at least a draw out of the game. But I didn't see anything that leads me to think that the upcoming cup ties with these are going to finish 5-0 or 7-4. The teams are very evenly matched. We've gone 20-odd games with just one defeat. We're second in the league and we've just drawn against the best team in the country, according to all the experts. And possibly, <laughs> we should have won it. Plenty of needle on the pitch then with twats like Hughes. We heard about him earlier on. Bit of needle outside the ground. Still going on. I mean, we're recording this straight after the game. It's, yeah, you can you, hear it. You can hear it. It's all there. Uh, I mean, I've... that's why I've got my little stack of half bricks next to the... <laughs> we're going to get straight back out here. there. You shouldn't have left them out there, Moscow, because people. I think people are picking them up. And There'll using be plenty them. to go around. So yes, we will we'll see if anything happens with that, shall we say, and move on swiftly. But looking down the um the fixtures from this this late December period, Villa beating Southampton 2 1. The Merseyside Derby, one all, Everton Liverpool, uh, Luton beating Chelsea 2 0. Chelsea are shit. They are, aren't they? Terrible. Man City one, Arsenal nil, Notts County three. West Ham United now. Hey, I tell you what. Exciting up-and-coming young manager they've got at Notts County, isn't it? And Oldham recovered from their pasting by Man United, that 6-3 game, by uh, beating Forest 2-1. It's one all between QPR and Sheffield Wednesday. That's good, actually, because that keeps them uh, nicely at arm's length. And then we've got Sheffield United 1, Palace 1, Spurs 3, Norwich 0, Wimbledon 1, Coventry 1, and then we played on the Sunday against these lot. Leaves uh, bottom of the league. Southampton now. Bottom of the league. Can you believe that they got a bloody 3-3 draw? It's really annoying, isn't it? Uh, so they're bottom 22 played with 19 points. West Ham with 20 points. Then you've got Luton on 21 and Sheffield United also on 21. A bit of a gap opening up to Notts County there on 25. As for the top of the table, in fifth position, you've got Villa, 22 played, 36 points. Man City, 23 played, 39. Wednesday, 22 played, 39. And we have played 23 with 46 points. So we've maintained the two points per game thing, but it's not quite enough to uh, to dislodge these lot at the top who have only played 21. So we've got two games to play on us, haven't they, two in hand, but two points still in front and that superior goal difference. How do you feel? Uh, could have been worse, I suppose. We're as good as them. we just got to prove it in the rest of the season, starting with, uh, we got West Ham next, who are just above Southampton at the bottom, so that should be an easy win on New Year's Day. Crack on through the um, the other cup ties against these couple of moral victories and get on with winning the league. Yeah, and you look down the fixtures, there are some really winnable games coming up. You know, Notts County, Oldham, not too far off Luton. So let's hang in there. It'll be all right, Michael. Don't be too despondent just yet. You okay? I reckon by the time we play Sheffield Wednesday, they'll probably go above us. <laughs> Was it the other <laughs> thing to uh, note about Scum is we may not have been able to beat them in this game, but they couldn't beat us either. And they didn't really look like a team that was going to steamroller us. So the difference between us is not as great as the budgets and the amount of money that that uh, scum manager of theirs has spent. That's all he's really doing. It's just a, a checkbook manager, really, isn't he? And uh, <laughs> Love it. Whereas we've actually put together a team with uh, a smaller checkbook because there's not many, <laughs> not many coming through the, the ranks in there. Although, you know, Gary Kelly on the bench... Well, John Newsom, who uh, it's also around the squad, kind of a, a child of Wilkinson at Wednesday, 
isn't he? Essentially, the moral victory is already ours. We've just got to get the uh, the actual victory. And that's it for 1991 then. We close out the year with a draw against these lot. They're going to feature pretty heavily, I think, in uh, in 1992, which is along in, in just a few days. And of course, we've got the Euros as well, the European tournament, the championships. Eight mm. teams getting together in uh, in Scandinavia for that one. Eight, as many as eight. Eight, wow. yeah. I don't know how they're going to fit all those games in. Not to mention the Barcelona Olympics. That should be fun. Going to be watching those. Linford Christie. Is he going to be... Uh, he's, he's fast, isn't he? I think Sally Gunnell's in for a, a medal or two as well. Uh, Liz, Liz McColgan as well. The uh, the old um, javelin, Sir Roger Black, won't be competing in that because he's not a javelin thrower. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Is he? No, he Roger put... Black's a 400 metre runner, sorry. Yeah, it's, You're thinking uh, of... Uh... The other guy who <laughs> looks guy. a bit like him. Steve Backley? That's he... the one, yeah. <laughs> Roger Black, Steve Backley, similar names, similar faces. They're all great athletes. <laughs> What's your advice for the Olympians, Michael? Uh, run, run. Well, it depends. What, what it depends which one you, uh, which, which uh, sport. Well, if you you do. Yeah, if you're telling the boxers to run really fast, you maybe your coaching might be <laughs> yeah. called into the question. Shooting. Yeah, <laughs> Steve really Backley, uh, really, really chuck it. Yeah, really put your put your back into it. Is mm-hmm. what I'd say. And for Linford, um, get your head up and run. <laughs> As fast as you can. Thanks, Michael. That, I mean, all the running events are similar. Yeah, you need to run as as, as fast as you can. Is that true though? Because if, you, if you're going for like if you go for some of the longer distances, if you run as fast as you can at the start, still running as fast as you can, you'll find that you might mm. be tired at the end. You're running as fast as you can for whatever distance. You right. take into account as well that some of the running events they put fences across. Yeah, tricky. And some of them they put you on a horse. <laughs> so it's there's all kinds of different things you've got to take into account. But um, I'm sure Chris Akabusi will be bringing home. The, uh, the medals for us. <laughs> Great. Oh, lots to look forward to in 1992. Should we do, it? <laughs> should we do um, some live coverage of the 1992 Olympics? <laughs> we should talk about it and then not do it. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, we'll be back in the new year then. Enjoy the remainder of Christmas and uh, yeah, and happy new year. We'll speak to you soon. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 